I'm Zach. I'm Riff. I'm Jim. And I'm Kevin. It's time for episode number 380 of Video Games Hot Dog, a Harmony Joy bus ride about video games on the internet. Jim, you're still feeling this? I think it's a great title. <laughs> How's your... It's more uh, of a subtitle. Do you ever ride the bus, Jim? Uh, I have, in my life, ridden the bus. <laughs> I got... Um, I got a really bad when I lived in San Diego and was taking the bus to work every day. I got a really bad like just Disease. impression of what buses were like. Yeah, I thought you were going to say a case of pink eye or yeah, no, no, I didn't ever get hurt on the bus. Or uh, I just got like my time uh, wasted in an intense way on a daily basis by buses um, not showing up when they were supposed to, or yeah, things like that. Yeah. Um, and even though the buses around here are way better, I still like every time I think about taking the bus somewhere, I'm like, no, I'll, I'll I'll take the train and then walk or whatever. Yeah, that's the, that's exactly how I am too. The yeah. buses in Phoenix were really bad. I, I also used them daily for a while. Once the bus uh, wasn't showing up, and then I looked down the block to see if I could see it in the <laughs> distance, and I did, and it was on fire. Hmm. <laughs> wow. Oh. Huh. You could have been on that. <laughs> yeah. Um, only the top of it was on fire. It wasn't oh, like okay. when well. you picture a burning butt. That's also, okay, then. that's just like sort of uh, if Moses had an H in it, I would have said that I was just uh, whatever <laughs> the word for Moses was without the H because I had seen a burning bus where he saw a burning bush. Uh, oh, okay. Does, does, I don't know, in the original Klingon, does Moses have an H in it? Um. <laughs> What do you think Moses' name was? Do you think Moses was a real person? In, in Klingon? <laughs> but <clears throat> he's referencing a an episode of... Was it either an episode of Star Trek or the the movie? I don't remember where it came from. I just... The, when, when some, Shakespeare in the yeah, original Klingon. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Oh, uh, uh, okay. Aramaic? I don't know. What was the Bible written in? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, Aramaic, uh, I think. Esperanto. <laughs> Christ spoke Aramaic? Was that... Sure. But the Bible was written... Wasn't the Old Testament written before Christ? Yes. A lot of it. Right. Or all of it, I guess. So maybe it was written in... Because um... the New Testament was written anywhere from 80 to like 300 years after Christ. So the Old Testament was probably some long time before that. Because they were already like... Hebrew? Sure. Would it have been written in Esperanto? Yeah, I think it was Esperanto. I mean, yeah, if they wanted to get it out to the maximum number of people, you'd think that'd be the way to go, you know? It's the international language. What about just pictures? A picture Bible? What's the computer picture language for? that's whose name sounds like Tagalog or Tagalog or however that's? Prologue? Prologue, yeah. Maybe maybe the Bible was originally written in prologue. Well, at sense. least the first part of it. Uh-huh. Maybe it was written in <clears throat> brain fuck. Is that a just oh that uh, programming just language that's just spaces and yeah. breaks? Yeah. <laughs> oh no no that's the brain fuck. Brain fuck is the one uh, that's um, it was designed to um, like to to create the smallest possible compiler, and uh. so it's just an extremely simple like eight. Uh, it has eight eight commands, and they're all with single character. Hmm. What's so the just, what's the one that's all white space then? I don't just be that called one. white space. That would make sense. Yeah, you should ride the bus here. It's good. It's for, mm, 
Hmm. I I have I have in the past. I believe I've ridden the bus. Maybe not to the, no not to the podcast because it usually happens on the weekends. Like on the weekends, sometimes uh one um leg of a Bart trip will get shut down for one reason or another. Because uh, they're probably because they're doing repairs. Well, on you the don't need a Bart trip like that all at one time, <laughs> right? And you have to get off the train and then get on a bus, and then the bus takes you to the next station, and it's very sad and depressing. Hmm. Well, don't. I mean, I'm not saying do it when it's like an you're doing it because of some sort of emergency. I'm okay. saying just do it for fun, like ride the bus for fun, like Wesley Willis did. Okay. Yeah, it could be joyful. Tabs. It also has tabs. Mm. White space, the programming language. Nice. Does it have the non-breaking space? No, it's just spaces, tabs, and line feeds. That's good, though. Three three characters is plenty. I mean, two is all you need. There must have been a mystery hunt puzzle where there where was... give you a blank document and you have to... Mm-hmm. Well, no, where, the, where there was code... But the white space in that code yeah. was also a white oh, space I see. program. Oh. Like, huh. and so the, or if not, let's make that puzzle for the next. That's a mystery. really good idea. Um, wow. Yeah. It has to have happened. I don't know if that's true. Just interleaving another program inside another one with characters that it doesn't recognize as important is that's really clever. I like that. What have you been up to, Riff? Mm, not much that isn't game related. Tweeting about hogs. Yeah, tweeting about hogs. Not all that much, actually. I I did like one. I I don't remember what it was even, but I have been enjoying everybody else's hog tweets. Jenny's went crazy. Yeah, yeah. Jenny saw, posted yeah. one that got seven thousand retweets. Yeah. I it. I don't want to be <laughs> as cranky as. I, I, a, I don't want to disparage the people that I know who participated in this because, like, I'm happy for Jenny that she got 7,000 retweets on a thing. Yep. And I don't, I'm not like making fun of you, Riff, for participating or you, Kevin, for participating. But it made this one was finally one layer too much for me. And it just, it made me like, hmm. wow, you know, now I regret ever making an Ozymandias or a, this is just to say, tweet because now i've i've i this hogs thing has allowed me to see this for the empty nothing that it is it's just people having Man. silly fun yeah, you're overthinking like, it i do think you're i do think you're like taking it a little too too far in the negative like is i just can't enjoy i mean i is every joke some sort of like reframing of something that's probably been done before yeah but there, like, I think it's this Hogs thing just revealing the formula to most of the funny stuff on Twitter, right? Just being mixing two of the other funny things on Twitter together. And well, like, the challenge it's is been to a do it long... cleverly, right? To, yeah, to I get find, To mesh it together in a way that. Well, and if only the good. clever people were posting, that probably would have been fine. Because my, my problem was with just the well, sheer sure, volume. But welcome of... to the world. <laughs> Oh, not like this. The world is not like this, except for yesterday. Yeah, this was. This seemed deeper. It and was. It was thicker. Really, like <laughs> intense. Yeah. It maybe it's just a thing that flared up among all of the people that you and I still follow oh, sure. because they don't post depressing political shit ever. 
Well, and that's uh, part of it, too, is that this is like a reminder of depressing political shit. Yeah. Right. I guess that's true. I, I have only guessed what the origin is, but I think I... Do you, want, do you want to tell us your guess, and we'll tell you if you're right or not? Yeah, this or, could be or an could episode of Yes, Yes, No. Right my, my guess is that someone tweeted that if you take our guns away, I won't be able to defend my children from the 30 to 50 feral hogs that attack every day. Yes, yes. more or less. Yes. Okay, yep. so... So you got that just from context. That's pretty good. Yeah. Well, it was a, th- there was so much context. <laughs> it's true. That's the, the thing. Like, it's... It, it doesn't usually go like this. It's not like this was like a pylon that, like you know, we need more pylons. <laughs> I, I learned that from Discord. <laughs> this is another thing that's funny. We need more just, you, say, you say a thing from a video game. <laughs> uh, I learned that from Battlestar Galactica. I mean, it, they're, god damn it, they're they're, ah, fuck, they're they're fine. They're fine. Yeah, I, it's it, it's. <laughs> Part of the reason I don't want to, like, and I kind of regret having rained on people's parade because I tweeted like kind of complaining about this. Yeah, and I was in the I was in a thread with you yeah. about it, and I was a little meaner. I mean, not mean, but just. Uh, but like, part of the dismissive. reason I don't want to like discourage people too hard here is that like a lot of the people who are, especially in the context of making a political related joke, is that they are kind of. It, it, it's it's kind of a relief to be able to take joy in that sort of thing. Yeah, like a whistling past the graveyard kind of deal. Yeah. And so, like, if if you're immersed in it and that's your way of coping, then, like, I kind of don't want to rain on that parade. But also, like, I, I should just mute it. I should just mute the words. Yeah, I mean, fortunately, this particular one this comes point. with That's a true. comes with a super specific phrase that 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 you can easily right. mute. Oh, except hyphens get me now too. Just any hyphen. Well, if it's between two numbers, I'm like, oh my god, it's this again. <laughs> I. So the I think part of what made me think about this in the broader context of just like what's funny on Twitter in that particular kind of like remixing two things together is that these came all at once and one side of them was all the same. Hmm. Like Hmm. someday a new thing will be invented to add into this mix and expand the possibility space, but they won't all happen at exactly the same time. I think, or maybe they will maybe Maybe that kind of humor on Twitter has now reached some sort of like fulmination point where whenever a new ingredient is added, it immediately explodes out of the yeah. minds of 200 different people because of the 200 other ingredients. Some like, somebody somebody posted on uh, a, a tweet that was like Twitter humor now is that every time we get a new inventory item, we mash it against every single other inventory item to see yeah. if we get a new recipe. When you said, when you started a sentence with somebody, all start started playing yeah. in my head because yeah. that's also <laughs> this. Well, it's been. <laughs> what have you been up to, Kevin? Uh, not much. Just thinking about hogs. Thinking about hogs. <laughs> Jim? 
So I want to share a life hack that I came up with. Nice. Ooh. Okay. I'm all ears. So um, back in- uh, is, it, uh, is it punching a hole in the bottom of the trash can so that you can put your trash bags in easier? No, it's that's I thought you were going to say so that the garbage instead. juice can run out easier. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were going to say so when your girlfriend reaches into the garbage can. To... <laughs> <laughs> no. <Jesus>. Wow. Wow. <laughs> no, just you know how like like it's tough to to put a a garbage bag into like a like a tall kitchen garbage can because like the air it forms it a vacuum the at the top it but forms you, a seal punch oh, a hole sure. somewhere in somewhere in the bottom like a couple inches then it will not do that it, it also makes it so you can never use the trash can without a bag again which come on you're yeah, an adult a, that's that's a it's bonus fine. this is this is a hard act to follow kevin i don't think i can top that well you just you said life hack that was the first thing that came to mind yeah, sure <laughs> sorry it's okay Have you, like using a spoon to peel an orange Oh, what? What? Okay. You, you All take, right. You take a spoon and you just like stick it under the, the peel of the orange and you just like go around and it just... Yeah. It just, oh. just huh. Sorry, it I'm just... Full, pretty good. I, I'm just I don't know about, all, I don't full, know about that. Ease. I need to eat some oranges. Yeah. They're, they're, they're winter fruit, right? I need to wait till they're in season. They're hand fruits. Oh, yes. <laughs> the hand fruits tail. <laughs> uh, so I have a... I had a friend who died in 2009, um, and his name was Alan Nash. He changed his name to Nash because he wanted something that was um, like very easily pronounceable because his original last name was like Russian syllables that no one knew what to do with, and also to um, uh, because of the mathematician John Nash. Um, and my life hack is to... Um, Imagine a situation where he changed his name, like, because the, because he changed his name in part because people couldn't pronounce his, his old name. Um, the idea that um, he might have changed his name to uh, G-N-A-S-H because, wait, I, that doesn't actually make sense. Anyway, the, the life hack is do you think of something funny and associate it with your dead friend? And that way, when you think of your dead friend, you laugh hmm. instead of being sad. Oh, okay. Okay. I don't know if I have enough dead friends to really put this into practice. Nope. Work yeah. on it. Yeah, yeah. save well, it. I mean, save every it for later. <laughs> with every passing second, I, yeah. we all are. Yes. It's. Mm. I hope I've helped you at home. <laughs> I have a I have a good life hack, but I can't remember what it is off the top of my head. Well, then I'll have that good. Yeah, yeah, it's, I mean, it's it's, it's super. A, it's, it's not su one for remembering. It's super useful for when it comes up. I just did, uh, I can't remember like what it was. Hang a picture frame with a fork. Oh, that's you know a that. neat one. Yeah, I remember, that one? I've heard about that one. You like you tap the nail in, and then instead of like trying to you like the the picture frames that have the wire on the back, mm -hmm. instead of just trying to hook that onto the edge of the 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 nail you put a fork on the nail so that the so that it's like balancing there and then the whole fork can catch the wire and then you just take the fork uh, out okay it's pretty pretty Kevin, easy. you were a fount of these i am <clears throat> my life is you gotta like go get a fork though and like what if you <laughs> you do what if you don't want that you also had to get a hammer and a nail kitchen. and you had to frame some artwork <laughs> well, like I leave there's... hammers and nails all over the place just <laughs> just in you case never know. yeah you never know when you got to do some carpentry fair enough i um uh, i spent not enough time 
complete completing a, a sort of a paver stone patio in the backyard of my house. And not enough time because it has destroyed your body? Yeah, none of my bones work anymore because okay. I hurt them all too bad. Um, and this is just from, like, carrying heavy rocks. Well, a lot of it is from... The digging was way more exhausting than the carrying. I think okay. the carrying was more sort of just harmful to the flesh of my my broken body. Okay. Um, I think it's like 5,000 pounds of paving stones was what it added up to in the in the order. That's a lot of paving stone. It is. Well, but you saw a picture of it. I mean, it's it's a fairly modest patio. It's just that stones are very heavy. In fact, they're often a thing that you'll mention if you're trying to come up with an example of yeah, anything. Yeah, they're like very classically heavy. heavy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not potatoes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> for listeners who have not been paying attention for the last 10, ten years, years. Uh, there, we went to Body Worlds, which was an art exhibit yeah. uh, where they had plasticized uh, corpses in various artistic configurations. <coughs> and uh, there was a audio tour and there was one of them that was because it, it had to be educational because it, they, these people had like donated they knew what they were donating for but in order for it to be le you can't donate your body to art which i think is super fucked up and i think that you absolutely should be able to uh but it had to be like educational and so there was a there was this thing about skin and it was like a guy a corpse all of whose skin was visible and sort of spread out and it talked about the amount of in a, in an average year, an adult or an, in a in an average lifetime, an adult sloughs off like sixteen pounds of skin, and then said, "In terms of potatoes, that's more than you can carry." <laughs> Which, no, no it's, it's not. not. <laughs> and why it? Inter like, if your point is that 16 pounds is more than you can carry, it's like 16 pounds. Which way is more? 16 pounds of potatoes or 16 pounds of feathers? Like, it, and it, made, the point, it made no sense. If the point is that, it, like, loose potatoes, yeah, okay, I like, was just about the to weight, weight is not going to be the limit in carrying loose potatoes. I mean, you could, <laughs> you know, you could take off your shirt and tie off the, tie off the neck of your shirt, make a bag. What? But, you know, maybe modesty prevents you and they didn't want to get into this <laughs> but it's really stuck with me yeah and i wish it i wish everyone knew about it so that i could then tweet about it yeah i could make a tweet about that except it's the lyrics to all-star i also wish i had come up with a different one of the mutators just then 30 to 40 feral hogs is more than you could carry 30 yeah. to 50 30 to 40 hogs. potatoes yeah <clears throat> Uh, paving stones. No, it's fine. I did just, Your body is ruined. Yeah. You made Every, a patio. Everything hurts. Yeah, I made a weird patio. It's, it, it's sort of like uh, a texture from a video game when they're like trying to be like, okay, here's like a ruins texture. You get like this irregularly shaped like yeah. stone. It's a kind of it's thing. a kind of paving stone that is designed it comes in three sizes and it's designed to to be used in a non-repeating pattern. Like it's it's easy to make just a random there's okay there's the square ones and then there's like yeah, the half there's, it, there's basically one by two two by two and three by two three by two. sections okay. so it's just very very easy to configure them in That's a lot cool. of different ways but yeah i just made the edges weird and sort of brick bricky jagged and uh 
it's it's very oddly shaped. It's kind of shaped like a Y. I am curious how it's going to bear out in terms of use. Whether, the usefulness. Whether you will enjoy it or whether people will keep stepping off the edge accidentally or twisting ankles and stuff. I've I've piled up dirt around it so that the edge of it is level with that dirt at least and yeah. will continue to do so because it is a huge yeah it's it's kind of hazardous that's that's use, my only concern my about yeah it. Uh, but that's you know i'll put some furniture <laughs> there so you'll mostly be sitting down okay i'll put a barbecue grill there so you're mostly carrying things that are very hot or very sharp when ah. you have to traverse it or or that you absolutely don't want to drop <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, like uh, I'll I'll put some a receptacle for some sort of glass orbs. <laughs> I was thinking in terms of your dinner, but <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I was thinking of other things that you wouldn't want to drop. That's true. I, like I put, definitely like a child's playpen <laughs> on the other side of it, or the child. Yeah. Well, right. Then there's the, there's the receptacle well, for the orbs and the receptacle for the child. But I can't oh, leave I the child on the other side because that's where the fox is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's right. You don't want your kids eating your foxes. Yeah, that's, they get a taste for that, and that's pretty soon they're coming after you. <laughs> Mr. Fox was my father. <laughs> he was fantastic. <clears throat> yeah. Well, is that it? Are we video games? Sure. What have you been playing, Zach? Basically nothing new. Really? Uh, in fact... I think entirely nothing new. Nowhere profit, more nowhere profit. Do you, I mean? Do you want to talk about the new Hearthstone expansion that came out today? A new Hearthstone expansion came out, and it was yesterday. Oh, um, was it yesterday? It's it's okay. good. They added a new keyword. Sure. Uh, it called reborn, uh, and it's pretty simple. It's just this. It's a minion that whenever it dies, it immediately comes back to life with one health. So, like, if it has death rattles, then that's powerful. If it has taunt, then that's, you know, it's like a sludge belcher, which was an auto-include in every deck when it was still in standard. Uh, new quests, which have created... it. It's It's been fun making decks for the last few days. Like, it hasn't... The, the meta hasn't ossified. Yeah. And so it's... You can actually just make a deck out of some cards... And maybe win some games because a bunch of other people are playing very experimentally also, as opposed to just everybody net decking. Um, so these periods of time are always fun. New single player content in a month, which I'm looking forward to because that is by far the most fun that I have playing Hearthstone ever is when there's cool single player content. Do we know what it's going to be? Nope. I hope it's some sort of puzzle thing. The, that puzzle thing was great. Ah, I just didn't last for me. They really? were good. I liked it, but the, it's just like, yeah, here's a thing that you can either solve or not. You know. Isn't that what a puzzle is? It is. Yeah. But it wasn't like, I don't know. I, I, have, I have enjoyed <clears throat> the like dungeon crawl stuff. You did not like the... Uh, I, I, a friend of mine lent me some Revo mazes, which are the like... Oh, yeah. Like metal cylinders that are basically like hidden, like mazes, mazes where you can't see the maze and you're trying to like traverse it. And it's got like traps and stuff that you can fall into and have to restart. And you were like, fuck that. And I, and I was surprised because it's, it's kind of an interesting intellectual exercise for me, but you were of the opinion that it's just like mean. Well, not. 
you know, it's fine that they exist and it's fine that people enjoy them, but I don't like basically it's like imagine that there's an invisible maze full of pits Mm -hmm. and when you fall into one of the pits, you have to start the maze over. Yeah. Like to me. Having something with just traps like that, a thing that, that that the only challenge is just a series of gotchas is I don't want to play that and I would never make something like that. Like it just feels, I don't know, it, it I guess all puzzles are antagonistic, but hmm. like fundamentally, like the, the, it's you versus the puzzle right i guess whereas in this it feels like it's you versus the designer and the designer's like oh i bet he's gonna turn left there i'll put a hole there so turning left is a fail state like that just i don't know that just doesn't seem like a puzzle box where it's like a complex intricate lock or sequence of moves that you have to perform is fine but the fact that it just has like if there was a if puzzle boxes as a rule had just like well you made the wrong ninth move so fuck you start over like i would feel the same way about that hmm i'll have to link to those revo mazes which ones do you have riff i have uh the blue one and the green one which are like okay. the the beginner and intermediate of the first collection of them i think okay yeah the ones that i did were the blue and the aqua which i guess are both sort of beginner level um they don't have anything else they don't have any like complicated stuff going on inside it's just the no there's no like extra bearings in there or magnets or anything any of the crazy stuff it's just pits and ledges i don't exactly understand how it works to be honest right because what there's no spring providing the like tension against the there track. there is it's uh the so it's 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 got the the colored anodized shell and yeah. then, and then the cylinder running through the shell the yeah. the pin is um well there's there's two pins but one's just one that 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 keeps the the secret inner inner cylinder locked in until you save the ma- until you solve the maze uh the the main pin uh that actually affects the maze um is in a hole in the outer sleeve and the pin or the spring is between that pin and the inside of the of the sleeve which is difficult to explain <laughs> over the phone. Yeah. Well, but, but like, how, but something. How do you ever actually remove the, like, how, like, I, do you know what I mean? Like, I'm trying to. Yeah, how it's you can... the the end of the maze has a has a, a hole in it. Hole, has a, a deeper hole deep in it. Yeah, that that pin goes into can fall into. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Okay. All right. It's these are interesting from a like designing it and yeah it seems like they're way more interesting from a technical perspective than to actually interact with them yeah well they're they're super um they're real satisfying devices to hold because it's it's like this heavy chunk of metal like a like a hand grenade and and 
turning it and twisting it and attempting to solve it feels like serious and the the tolerances in it and the weight combined to let you feel what is going on inside it really well one of those crank calculators yeah it's just real satisfying I have one of those uh, two fairly recently. Those are super nice. The Curta the crank calculator. calculator. Yeah, the pepper grinder calculator. <clears throat> Is it a replica? No, it's an original one. Wow. Those are um, those are not cheap. No, I managed to get a super good deal on it. I guess I was looking at eBay at a time when nobody else was. <laughs> so. Yeah. I was bidding on a p- another Pizza Hut chandelier, and it ultimately sold for $450. Wow. I cannot bring myself to pay the amount of money that those things cost. Especially when I'm almost certain that it will be broken when it arrives. Right. Based on historical precedent. $450. It's a a little piece of everybody's childhood. Yep. Yes. Well, it's like the... That stupid collector's edition of magic cards that I have laying around, like it originally sold for fifty dollars back in what nineteen ninety four, and now like <clears throat> there's a lot of sort of eBay auctions that are ten thousand dollars. You should uh, you should sell it and buy a very small house. <laughs> <laughs> I could buy a model of a house. Sure. <laughs> Little dollhouse. Yeah, you could get a really, really nice dollhouse for ten thousand. Yeah, that's or true. you could get like, man, <laughs> uh, I should I should break out the the the, the crank operated calculator to figure this out. I was going to say how many how many Gundams you could buy for ten thousand dollars, but <laughs> if I could just find like two hundred. Other fifty dollar things that would appreciate in the value the same way, mm-hmm. I could do that. That seems like a good cycle. Yeah, if you could go back in time and say invest heavily in Magic: The Gathering mm-hmm. collectors mm-hmm. sets. Oh, just buy like buy like a million red paper clips. <laughs> <laughs> what have you been playing, Kevin? Um, let's see here. I played. A couple of things that I did not like at all, um, and then a couple other games. I'll look at my notes. Um, <clears throat> so I played a game called uh, Hamsterdam. Okay. Uh, which is kind of like a brawler where you're playing as like a little hamster and you're fighting like rabbits and other m- creatures that are in a gang, I guess, and trying to beat you up. Uh, I played it on iOS. It's, you're like tapping the opponent to like hit them. And if you do it at a certain time, you can sort of get like extra bonuses. And then that when they sort of signal that they're about to attack, you swipe to like counter their attack. Uh, I just, it just did not appeal to me at all. Like, are you also moving around? No. Okay, so it's just like a fighting game. Basically. It's like a fighting like game. Punch but, out. But you're just yeah, like I don't. There's probably a genre that, I, that this is a part of, and I just don't know what that is because I've never played a game like, like this. Infinity Blade. Except Infinity Blade wasn't as repetitive as this. Like like you weren't. <clears throat> 
Like Infinity Blade, I feel like you were making choices about where to move through a world and like then attacking enemies and then there there'd be like swiping to like swing a sword and maybe block or something like that. This this is way less involved in that in that regard. You're just get presented with a scene and there's like enemies that like sort of are hmm. in a bunch of waiting to attack you. I didn't realize I don't remember there being any choices to make an Infinity Blade. I thought it was just like a sequence of fights. Yeah. Well, I, I thought you totally I mean, it is, like... but I think there are like path choices. Mm. Yeah, you get to decide how you move through the world. And then there are like hidden objects. Yeah. Mm. I forget if any of those have any like gameplay repercussions. Like the, the hidden objects? Yeah, you um they're worth money. You can spend it in the in-game shop on better items. Okay. Uh and I played so one of the game club games was Glorky and Warrior, which I was pretty excited about seeing. Hmm. Um cuz that's it's like a James Kachaka no. game. Say what? It's unsupported now? Apparently, I don't know. Huh. Um, but it, I, I think it might still be unsupported because it just didn't do anything. Like you'd launch it and you'd, you'd go into the game and there was just no, not, you couldn't, there, nothing you did would move the character. I tried every control scheme. Huh. Like the menu worked and it looked like the game launched, but then you just sat there and I could not get the character to move. I remember it being kind of unremarkable. It's, it's really? just a kind of a space invaders. Okay. I, I don't know. I had, I had not even I didn't realize that it was a out or it was that it was a game. I, I had not even heard of it, and I was like, "Oh, James Kachalka, that seems cool." Yeah, it's because you don't follow James Kachalka on social media. I do not. Um, and then I played a new puzzle script game by Alan Hazelden called Splitting Headache. Alan Hazelden and who else? No, just <laughs> just kidding. just Alan Hazelden. It's a one man shop. How does it? Uh, how did it? How does it work? Uh, it is. A relatively straightforward Sokoban, except for if you push the little, the block that sort of you're pushing around up into a wall, it splits into two blocks. Hmm. Um, and you have to place them on the, the like, in, you have to place them on specific nodes for the in, level to end, and you can't have any extra blocks. So you need to divide the blocks into exactly as many as you need. And you can also push blocks around corners in a way that you can't uh, oh, huh. normally. So, because it's effectively like splitting the block in two, but the other half gets like disappears into the wall, right? So you can like sort of push it around a corner. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> it's cool. It's neat. It's uh, it starts out with you just moving one block and putting on one receptacle, and then there's two and three and four and five and six, seven, and then it starts collapsing back down, um, but much harder on the back back side. It's it's good. I think it's as far as a as far as an Alan Hazelton joint goes, it's it's pretty approachable. Um, yeah. And the, um, that puzzle level for the, in Mario Maker 2 that I had mentioned is back up online. And I posted a link to it in the Video Games Hot Dog Slack. It's hard. It is hard. Yeah, because it's like, it doesn't really explain itself. And you have to, you have to sort of figure out even what the structure of it is first. And then you can start trying to make headway into the puzzles um but you should probably put the link to that in the show notes yes yeah we will yeah i managed to solve a couple of the puzzles with a lot of hinting well i was just trying to like help you move it move it along because you were pressed for time but yes yeah so that's about all i played how about you jim what did you play so i want to talk about a game that i didn't play but read about um okay this is a uh, a a game that was um, 
So the the Crotherin Woods uh, game adventure from like '74 or something like that uh, has tons of ports and tons of like people have taken it and like I'll, I'm going to add a bunch more rooms and puzzles to it. Um, and one of these is a game where seemingly the somebody played adventure and took notes and like maybe made a map and then recreated it on a computer where he didn't have access to the old game. So he was recreating it from memory and the notes. Uh, and the result is that everything is just subtly different. That's interesting. Um, yeah. You could do a big string of those like a game of telephone. Yeah. And that's that like. That would be great, actually. I yeah. would. I, yeah. It, logistically, I think it's hard to imagine how to do that, but I really want to figure out how to do that game jam. You'd have to. D- yeah. It can't really be a jam, right? Yeah. Like, it'd be like. Because a bunch of people have to do it in sequence. Right. Yeah. Unless, unless it was like spend an hour. Like you could do it in the context of like the standard io jam or something right like if if you were making like a text mode game that you had an hour to spend on it yeah and then each person takes the game of the guy on the right plays it for 10 minutes and then has an hour to make a recreation of it right let's do that all right i could also imagine a like Jason Rohr style situation where you get handed a USB key which has a game on it you play yeah that's kind of what I was make, thinking yeah you make your game and either delete the other one or like make a well, new it's, folder I, I think what's interesting about it is seeing how they differ so then so you just add it. you add your own folder yeah and then somebody else makes a game or maybe game. maybe you maybe you zip up the the previous game with a password that that your game gives when you win Oh yeah! So mm. in order to play them all, you have to like yeah. solve them in. in you have to start <laughs> at the at the at the far end. Yeah. Oh, that's really good. Yeah, that is good. Uh, that was on. Uh, I read about that on Jason Dyer's blog, um, and I couldn't actually play it because uh, the link he gave. I don't know how he was playing it. The link he gave was to, like, it was a PDF scan of the source code. Where the leftmost character of every line was chopped off, oh, mm. um, and it was in Pascal, so like, and it was indented, so that's not as bad as it sounds, but still, like, I think if if people were trying to recreate it from that scan, I think they would have to just type it in by hand, you know, or or fix every line manually. I tried for a long time to get OCR working on those old three two one contact yeah. basic program scans, and just never could. Huh. Yeah, I wonder if that's just like a if that's something you need an apprenticeship in, just tuning OCR algorithms. Oh, yeah. just I wonder if if they're expecting a particular kind of writing that's going to be scanned and program like basic is very far outside that. Yeah, yeah, that's possible. A lot of punctuation characters, it it wound up being a lot easier to just type. Right. The number of man hours that were spent typing in the same program over and over and over again. <laughs> well, having to debug your own typos is valuable. Sure. Yeah, it's certainly uh, learning learning how to program a little bit is certainly a lot less boring than just comparing each line one by one. <laughs> uh, and I played um, 
Strong Bad's Cool Game for Attractive People. Oh, wow. The whole series or? I, a few episodes of it. Mm. Um, and it, this was the, this was a, um, a game that Telltale licensed from them and they, then they worked on it and did the voices and some of the writing. Uh, and it's, I, I, I was doing this partly to figure out if I would still like Homestar Runner. The, um, seems like a better way to do that would be to watch some of the cartoons. Yeah, maybe it certainly would have been less time consuming. Yeah. That, it, for me at least, and I and I revisited this lately. Recently, I played the first episode, no, the first two episodes a little while ago, um, because we we were we were at that time thinking about working with the guy who directed those, and are now actually working with the guy who directed those. Oh. Um, and it the issue that I had the first time I played it was that I had been watching a lot of Homestar Runner and the pace of the content that you got was so much slower because it was an adventure game. Yeah. Right? Mm. Like, Strong Bad does not pause to walk all the way from one place to another on camera that in all a... of the videos. And he also never says the exact same thing you've already heard because you forgot that you clicked on a thing already. That is and, a thing for sure, yeah. And so, yeah, it was a, it was a rough... A rough translation. Yeah. Um, but there's also like the, there is, there is some joy to be had in, in strong, bad style shenanigans that you are complicit in. Hmm. Like the, the first episode was the first episode is the one where, what is it? You, you frame Homestar for something and then you have to fix it because he moves in with you. Uh, I don't remember the, uh, I don't remember the exact scenario, but, um, I remember you convincing Marzipan to break up with him. Yeah. I think. And there's some sort of a race. Right. That you threw The race to the end of the race. Oh yeah. Um, and yeah, you have to, um, win the race wearing a Homestar helmet looking like him. And then you have to convince Marzipan to take him back. Uh, and just like that. It, it it's maybe more fun to think about than to actually do. Like, if you're identifying with as as being this character, then like these cartoon style shenanigans are like they're not the sort of thing you usually get up to in a video game. Um, and it's kind of a a rare treat to be able to like to take part in that. But like as you're saying, like the pace, and this is a problem with almost all adventure games. The pace is pretty slow. I wonder if, like, something like Untitled Goose Game could uh, provide that sort of, like, shenanigan, cartoon shenanigan feeling. Mm. Um, or Hitman. <laughs> yeah, actually, Hitman does it. <laughs> yeah. So somebody, I forget who, made that comparison the other day that Untitled Goose Game is nice Hitman. <laughs> it's, yeah, I, I've had that thought as well. It's, it's, it is very close. And that's actually what I wanted out of Cuphead too, like out of that a game that looked like that to to play like uh, Untitled Goose Game does. Hmm. It's weird comparing the Telltale Strong Bad game to the games that they design mm -hmm. because they're like 
I'm sure they were excited to make an adventure game because they grew up on King's Quest and stuff. Right. But they made Peasant's Quest, which is... Did you play it? I don't remember. Is that actually an adventure game? Yeah, yeah. it's a Sierra it feels style. Much like a Sierra one. game. Yeah, but it's yeah. very short. Right. Uh, they they've being made so many good too. Yeah. yeah, my memory of it is that it was good. Too. It's like a half hour game. I yeah. thought it was it was well done. Uh, but they made things that were very and and I think this is this is kind of like this will come up a little bit when we talk about the assignment. They make things that are like evocative of their experience with games growing up, right? But they don't ever make anything where you like hit a thing with a sword and it takes some damage, right? You know, so the games are often obtuse and weird. I don't know, like, where's an egg is sort of <laughs> difficult to figure out. <laughs> That's, I mean, that's the good, that's the fun part of it is figuring out, figuring out what the heck. Once you yeah. understand how it works, it's kind of trivial. And like, when Population Tire was just like clicking on a thing, right? Like, the, it was, it was just like keeping a balloon in the air. I don't know. Yeah, that yeah, that was a, very well. I think that was a game genre with early Flash games. They, it almost feels like that was, the equivalent of, you know, buying a, a stock game from the Unity Asset Store and just reskinning it. You know? <laughs> it was weird because they, they recorded the voice for it, but they didn't write most of it. Uh, but it is successfully in those voices, I think. Yeah, which is what we were evaluating about Chuck. Okay. Uh, yeah. Like th that's what we were hoping for was like that. This is somebody that can do work in a vo in somebody else's funny voice. And, right. um, and he said he would write stuff trying to match their tone, and then they would come back and make little changes about it that he wouldn't have necessarily that he didn't really understand because they, you know, he was just like, okay, I I would never have written it that way, but I believe you that that this is what <laughs> you believe that your tone is because you're the ones that know, um, right. The third episode, and like I, I'm, I'm kind of like not these days super into Strong Bad as a character, as like a a antihero, and, and maybe that's just like kind of not being into antiheroes in general these days. Like I kind of wonder if the Trump presidency hasn't ruined that concept <laughs> as like something that I I can enjoy. Um. But there's a there's a puzzle where you are trying to um, you pour bleach into a pond and kill all the fish in it, and then you blame it on limousine the uh, the guest the judges band. at um, the baddest of the bands concert, um, and this is so that. The um the band leader of the current front runner in the contest, uh, Marzipan the hippie chick, will see them, see them uh doing this, and um go on a tirade about the environment, and that she'll lose the contest, and that just like. It really feels like a little bit too, it's just too much. Yeah, that's like a ten years ago, joke. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, it's not like 
evil. It's it's not like uh, th- th- these guys are canceled now, but it's like <laughs> eh, I bet they wouldn't write that joke today. Yeah, and I was I wasn't sure if it was like me like if I were if I had played this game and I, I, I played this game ten years ago. I wonder if I had been forty then instead of thirty. Um, if I would feel the same way that I do now, or if like I have grown up alongside the rest of the world, if it's if it's a factor of just the environment that we're in. Anything else? Um, yeah, I um, hang on. So I I spent a little bit of time uh, looking for um looking at games on itch uh, and itch has this thing where you can, you can actually host games on the website that you just load up directly in the browser. Um, and unfortunately I couldn't find a way to search specifically for those. So I was in the sidebar. You can, yeah, well, I couldn't, I couldn't find it filter for, huh? I'll, I'll take, I'll, I'll look more closely, but I played a game. um, It might've been one of those things where your browser window was just narrow enough that that, whole column didn't exist (laughs) right that wouldn't surprise me um i played a game called bad frogger uh which is are you doing like research on frog games to see what the market uh, market is like it was uh maybe a little bit okay maybe it's this was after i i think i found it um there was a i'd I'd guessed it on a marathon run by some people at baby castles where they were doing like a swamp themed g- game installation where all the game controllers are like sticky and gross um, and they were playing like swamp themed games and so i called in uh to to um talk about frog fractions while they were playing frog fractions um and i think it came up because of that but i can't really remember but bad frogger is it's a it's the sort of game that you used to like it like 10 years ago you would see this sort of thing written up on kotaku like here's a funny game idea that someone made in a weekend and um but it's super simple it's a the the gimmick is that you're playing frogger but um every few seconds your controls rotate Hmm. so that um like they rotate clockwise by 90 degrees and so you have to push a different button to move in that move in the direction you want to go. And it's a really simple idea, but like there is some joy to like working out that skill set and like getting good enough good enough at it to finish the level. Um, and I went on and I played a couple of more uh, free games on itch. I played a, a game called I think it was called Small Saga. It was a RPG about rats. And then I played Knighton Plus, like Knighton, like as if being a knight is an act with an apostrophe at the end, which was like um, trying to evoke Zelda dungeons, but it's a little bit more puzzly than than like Zelda one. And all of these are like and they were fine. You know, they were fine. They were like a, a fun way to pass the time for 15 minutes. But they were also both like trying to be much more ambitious than that. They were both like this is I think they were I think they were both kickstarted um successfully and are trying to like make like no this is a game you're gonna eventually 
sell on Steam, and this is just the demo. But like in the context of being a free game that you just load up in your browser and play, it's like if if if, if these were desktop games, I probably wouldn't even have bothered downloading them. I would just look at the screenshots and say, eh, no thanks. Um, but in the context of being like free browser games that you can that there's zero friction to get into, um, they were mildly entertaining. And I feel like there's a lot psychologically to be said for the con the context that you encounter a work in. Like when I think of when I when I play a and maybe this is just that the era of free browser games was during that time when indie games were still kind of coming up and they weren't there weren't more of them than you could possibly there weren't more than you could carry you know right um yeah like that i remember um do you know do you remember the bennett foddy game too many ninjas <laughs> it's a extremely simple game um where it's a, a static screen your avatar is in the middle and ninjas come from all sides and you have to like swipe your sword to bat them away basically and this game was it was there was an article about it on kotaku and it got uh i, th I think something in the the five digits of plays from that article hmm. and like it's it's really hard to imagine this like something so slight uh it's really hard to imagine anybody caring about it now but just like i think what we need is like for the the whatever you would call it when the indie revolution happens again where like it's okay to care about extremely small games again because like that happened, you know, 15 years ago. And then the people who latched onto that movement, like, started demanding more and more complicated games. And now, like, an indie game is something like Inside. Um, Firewatch. Or Firewatch, yeah. yeah. Um, and there is now, like, that. There is there is now no audience for the very small stuff at this point. Or, like, it, I guess it, this before... Um, before Frog Fractions, Futilitris. Like, I made a game in, I guess this was 2010, back when it was still possible to to make a small game and for people to care about it. I made that game in a week. And um, maybe this is a bad comparison, but it, it, it like, kind of blew up on Hacker News um, a few years later. And just, like, it's a super simple idea. A super simple, like, it, like just, a, like, a a minute long experience that then you can like, you can choose to stretch out for longer if you're really into the Tetris mechanics. Um, uh, but like it was something that like, it's, it's really hard to imagine um, people caring about such a small thing nowadays. And maybe I'm just looking in the wrong places. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't seem like that fundamentally would have changed. You know, like it, like uh, Slither.io, you know, sure. Yeah. Like and it becoming could... an insanely popular thing. And that there's there's definitely also the factor that like I was part of like 
the the indie subculture. I mean, maybe we can think of it as like the the TIG source subculture, like that particular community of people, um, where maybe the indie golden age was actually just those people getting rich, was just those people getting the attention, and that's just like those were the people that happened to know somebody at Microsoft or Valve to get a product on XBLA or Steam. Yeah, I'm always suspicious of narratives about, like, it being easier or harder to make money in indie games because I think that it has always been pretty hard. Like, you know, people talk about it like Fez and Braid were the things and Super Meat Boy were the things that, like, started this, but, like, you know... Kingdom of Loathing's revenue was already on the decline by then because it was years in. Like, yeah. and there right. were, you know, Jeff Vogel was making Didn't a comfortable living, yeah, and had been for ten years at yeah. that point. And it's like, and that's another. Like, I think Jeff Vogel is always like very suspicious about claims of the indie apocalypse or whatever. I, it's well, it, I think that that claim comes from like if you are part of TIG, the TIG source community, if you want to call it that, like you are no longer seeing your friends become millionaires on a regular basis. Um, and I think what that means is that now probably the people who are becoming millionaires are more diverse. They're not part of that subculture necessarily. Like it, I, I agree that like it was, you. I think the difficulty like maybe, Maybe making indie games, making a living from indie games was always hard, but I think like in 2007, uh, the difficulty was not in making the game, but in getting it onto XBLA. It was, it, mm -hmm. it came from, like, I think every XBLA indie title probably made at least $100,000. Um, well, because there I were mean, just I so few, there was no, there were no other games on that platform at the I time. think that's been true for a lot that was true for a lot of people for a while on switch yeah mm -hmm. the first the pretty first, recently right yeah. and that that was Six about of on the switch knowing right? someone right because mm -hmm. you couldn't just submit your own games yeah you could but they the the gatekeeping was very strict for the first few months yeah which is pretty similar I think but it but it was just about that you know every marketplace gets crowded enough you know people people piss and moan about this but I bet all the games that are on the Epic Store are making money. Yeah, because there aren't very many. Yeah, you yeah, know, you're right. for something yeah. that you can only get there, like that people are going to buy it because it's like they haven't bought a game in a while because there hasn't been one to buy for a while on that platform. And when when Switch first came out, I was checking the store regularly because I knew that anything popped up on there was probably worth looking at. But you know, the that early has not App been store. the case for a long time. The early iOS app store was like that. And I mean, there's always new marketplaces, but you know, Stadia will like, there will be a minute when Stadia starts opening up to more experimental stuff where so far their curated stuff has made it. So people believe that there is like a seal of quality for this. And so then there will be a crop of, of indies that launch there and make some money. I, I don't, yeah, I believe it. Steam Steam is so crowded. I I mean, it 
Yeah, Steam is like it's 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 incredibly crowded, but like even if you took away all the shovelware, I think it would still be incredibly crowded with incredibly good games. Yeah. yeah. And that is like part of like and that's and that's fantastic for people who want to play great games. It's a little bit makes it harder though for people who are trying to um sell their games. And it's the people most of the people that I feel like talk about and and you you are a weird exception to this, but you also don't talk about it that much. Like <laughs> the guy from Camper Van Beethoven is not the guy that you want to listen to when he talks about whether the ability to make money off of music is fucked now relative to 10 years ago or not because he is a guy who was making money 10 years ago and is not now and there's a lot at this point 20 years ago and there are a lot of reasons that that might be true yeah and he does not want to think oh well maybe it's because bands maybe it's because novelty bands don't stay popular for 20 years necessarily unless, unless, unless you're like weird al or yeah they might be giants maybe but but like you know a lot of the like doom and gloom stories come from people who released a game that did well and then released another one that didn't do well. And you know, you could have gotten lucky the first time you yeah. could have been like us where your second game just fucking sucked. Like who knows? Right. But it's yeah. not, I, I don't, I just, I don't know. It does feel like there are more people that we don't know about making a living off of games now than there were. 10 years ago or 15 years ago and so i it's very difficult for me to the i guess these things come from different channels but like no and in fact i'm 100% sure these things come from different channels the the criticisms of steam for like gatekeeping but then when they stop gatekeeping being criticized for just a flood of porn like it feels like they've just reached a point where they can't do anything right in the eyes of the kind of person who's going to complain about a platform epic just started there <laughs> in the eyes of the biggest shitheads on the internet yeah I did first... you see that ooblets bullshit no, well i mean I, I i i did not see any firsthand but i heard about it uh, do you guys want to talk about 10 Beautiful Postcards? Or oh, no, wait, Riff, Riff. Oh, yeah. What have you been playing? Riff, Riff, Riff. What have you played, Riff? <laughs> um, well, uh, I think independently, Jeremy Parrish and Bob Mackey both mentioned uh, uh, Wario Land 2 on Twitter. So I, I played a little of that, which was a fun nostalgia hit, because that was, that was one of my big games when I was a kid. Although I don't think I ever finished it. It gets real hard. But... Uh, is that the one where you turn into fish and stuff? Yeah, that's the one where it, um, it's like a it's a basically a side-scrolling platformer, but it's more exploratory than a than a Mario game. Uh, and uh, Wario doesn't have any health or lives. Uh, it's just if you get hit by a damaging attack, he gets knocked back and and loses a couple of coins. And coins are important because you have to spend coins to get chances at the uh the hidden treasure in each level and the the bonus thing at the end of the level um 
but some of the monsters also like their attacks will alter Wario's form in some way. Like there's a guy who throws cake at you and it makes you fat, which makes you slower and unable to jump as high, but also makes your ground pound uh, affect a wider range of blocks. And there's like a guy that who wouldn't, that wouldn't fly in 2019. Yeah, yeah. there's a guy who sets you on fire, uh, which after you're done uh, running chaotically ar- around the screen, lets you burn down flammable blocks for a while, and you know, very very stuff like that. Yeah, that one would still work. That cake might have had peanuts in it. Though. <laughs> fire might have had peanuts in it. But yeah, it's a it's a pretty interesting game, although it it can be frustrating because. Because there's no real death penalty, um, the penalty for a lot of things is being sent back a lot of screens. Like if you, mm. if you miss a jump, you, you might have kind of a way to go to get back to where you can try that jump again. Um, that sucks. And yeah. Wario's, Wario's jumping physics don't bother you the way that Mario's do? Nah, they're fine. Weird. Yeah. Do you think there's a Wario Batali who makes extremely <laughs> bad food? <laughs> or a Wario, Wario, Van, a Wario Van Peebles who's very bad Wario at doing Andretti. whatever Mario Van Peebles does? <laughs> um, another thing I, I set up but have not done a ton of playing on it yet. The, uh, so that, that, uh, game that we like, the, uh, uh, Rocket Slime, Dragon Quest Rocket Slime, um, the Japanese sequel to it, uh, finally got a full, uh, fan translation. Uh, but interestingly, they, they, uh, I don't know if this is deliberately to avoid the issues of piracy or if it was just convenient for them to do it this way, but you can't just, apply the patch to a downloaded ROM. You have to buy an actual copy of the Japanese cartridge or else have a Japanese uh, uh, eShop account and buy buy like the e-copy of the game and then have a 3DS that has been hacked with uh, homebrew firmware and then their patch lets you apply the patch directly to the legitimate copy of the game as though it were a developer patch. And how is this enforced that you can't, you can't just well, patch the ROM? Th- theoretically, I guess you could patch the ROM. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know that they're stopping anybody from doing it, but they're not talking about it in any way on their site or providing any instructions of how to do it that way. Okay. It, does it actually patch the cart or are, are those carts it's, writable? No, it's, it's a, it's a patch that's stored on your system memory. Uh, I wonder if you could just rip that and make a run. Is this a DS or a 3DS game? Uh, it is a 3DS game. Is there, have they emulated the 3DS? I don't know. I've never looked into it. What, this is Dragon Quest. Rocket Slime. Rocket Slime 3. three. Yes. Did the, we play the, Rocket Slime 2? The one we got was 2, yeah. The, the one in the States was 2. Yeah. Oh, wait. Rocket Slime was Rocket Slime 2? Yes. What was the first one like? The first one was a Game Boy Advance game. I don't know much about it. But uh, pretty cute. Yeah. I'm, I'm still waiting for my copy of Cart to, of the Cart to arrive uh, from eBay, so I've not actually played it yet. But I did go through it. seems the... like enough of a pain in the ass that I don't want to do it. Well, the... 
the the upside is that after having having set it up, you then have a 3DS that can run Homebrew. Uh, and the the process for setting that up turned out to be super easy. Like, I was really surprised at how easy it is. Like, it takes a while. It takes, like, 40, 45 minutes to do it. But every individual step of the process is really simple. What does Homebrew allow you to do? Um, it lets you, like, upload uh, external software onto the 3DS. So, like, I've got – I've uploaded, like, a Game Boy Advance and a Game Boy Color emulator onto there. There's, like – an emulator version of, uh, like Mac System 608 that you can load onto a onto a 3DS <laughs> and use the circle pad as the mouse and the oh, left and right triggers are your mouse buttons, uh, and 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 all kinds of weird stuff like that. Um, so yeah, I I loaded up I loaded up a GBA and a Game Boy emulator and uh, got a. Uh, ROMs for like, I, I ran a few of the, uh, randomizer ROMs. So I've got like a half a dozen differently randomized versions of, uh, of Castlevania Aria of Sorrow, for instance, that I can just play on this actual hardware. It's pretty sweet. It's pretty fun. And I've got like a, a, uh, somebody told me, somebody on the duck feed slack told me about a, uh, uh, a, uh, uh, a Pokemon ROM hack that actually sounded cool instead of dumb. <laughs> and so I like, does it hack up. a different game of, over the top of the <laughs> Pokemon ROM? It's uh, the particular one is uh, it's Pokemon crystal clear, which is a hack of Pokemon crystal that removes all of the linear like world progression. So it becomes more open worldly. And it also gives all of the trainers like, thematic teams and better AI so that they'll use like real strategies against you. So that sounded, I haven't gotten deep into it yet, but it sounded interesting enough to download. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's handy to have, it's handy to have a way to play these emulator ROMs or not emulate. Well, they are, emu but specifically what I'm interested in is randomizer ROMs. Just being able to play on to copy the that. How do you get stuff onto the 3DS? Uh, 3DS uses an SD card, mm. uh, just a micro SD. So yeah, the the process of setting up Homebrew is a lot of like, like put your SD card in your computer, find this 32 digit number that this one directory is named, fill that into this web form along with your friend code for that 3DS, and it will break the the encryption and give you a file that you then load back onto the SD card and then run that file at a particular place in the 3DS and then take your SD card back out and now it will have this file in a directory on the on the SD card and you move that into this web tool and then you copy these two files onto the SD card and put it back in the and it's just it's this this long weird process of steps but every every one of them is just like either copying a thing onto the sd card or pushing a button on your 3ds and eventually you've you've got this firmware set up and then everything else on your 3ds is returned back to its normal state so that you can it like apparently you can just like when they come out with a new firmware patch for the 3ds you can just go ahead and upgrade your 3ds and it isn't going to affect this 
and like you still have all your games and all your old save files and everything works completely normally. It's just also you have a couple of apps that let you run homebrew now. <laughs> so hmm. it's pretty rad. Yep, I don't even that, know where my 3DS is. That's what I've been doing. How do you guys think about uh, 10 Beautiful Postcards? I like it. Hmm. You don't. I do not. I thought it, I mean, I wouldn't say it's, I, like, it's not, it's not a game game, but yeah, it's, almost it's a fun and weird to thing it. to run around in. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like if Natalie Lawhead had made this, it would be called a zine. Rather, although to be fair, Stephen Gilmurphy, the Catamites does refer to it as a hotel rather than a game. Okay. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. I, so I, I feel like I spent a lot of this time, like, accidentally running into doors and switching screens yeah. because it's impossible to see and also not really giving a shit because the room you're in doesn't make a difference. Well, except that they're connected together in a practice, they're realms. It, I feel like it really does have realms. It has a lot of realms. Yeah. So I found a realm in this game. Oh, okay. Wait. <laughs> Huh. How many postcards did you get? I, I think I got one. Okay. There's there's definitely more realms. Yeah. I didn't play for that long. I but I found a um when I found the the section where you're I think you're driving a truck or over some terrain. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In, like and, there's like like a 3D like there's sort of a yeah, weird 3D it, section where it you've was got a vehicle. Like, almost like a, a wave of relief that like here is some mechanic to latch on to where like it it actually feels like doing something to play this game and like if you hit a wall you stop yeah like there's yeah, a section where you're in like a weird 2d elevator kind of yeah where you're controlling the direction of it through arbitrary space there's yeah. a, there's like a so first like person, person section a bunch of first person yeah. sections yeah but and sometimes people say funny things but also yeah, that I happens like on twitter like, <laughs> like I had a hard time caring about any of the writing because I know that the Catamites feels like words are just textures and not meant to be mm. like read and understood, right? So it's yeah, I rewatched re a lot of Some of them are funny his, anyway. I rewatched sure. a lot. You don't have to be authorized personnel to work here, but it helps. Yeah. <laughs> God, God damn it. The, it's very funny. Like, yeah. it, it, I I think it's very funny. It's not edited at all right right which is and and he had you know he said in this thing like like he wants he, his game writing he wants it to be as much like automated writing automatic writing as as it can be which just means it's all going to be there's not going to be anything to it but it is going to be funny a lot of the time it's not going to be funny in a way that like it's not going to be funny like the spittoons in west of loathing because that is a crafted setup and payoff over a long period of time that was a tremendous amount of work for Riff. Uh, but it's going to be funny in a way that, like, a funny guy thinking things is going to yeah. think funny things all the time, and he's a smart, funny guy. Like, if you see, like, a paragraph of text, it is definitely safe to ignore it. <laughs> well, but that's I mean, that, that was how, like, every... After you get collect every postcard, you get this, like, wall of text... Every time I got to a postcard, I feel like I got kicked out of it before I got a chance to see anything. Hmm. And I don't understand why. I don't know well, if it's like I... there's an exit. Like when you get to the postcard, someplace on that screen is an exit 
Is it invisible? No, it's 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 an object. It doesn't. It's not often a door. Huh. Is it definitely like distinct from the background? Because I never understood why I was getting kicked out, and I never really understood how to get back. Uh, there was one place where it was like a little blue chair. There was one place where it was. But is it always one of his little pixel drawings? No, it would. Oh. Or maybe it is, but it was. In, it's like a black one in front of a black background, so you can't see mm. it. Like. Yeah. Well, I, I didn't get to see any of the postcards because I accidentally got Just kicked out of them. Like, the camera being bad is a deliberate choice that he made, which I <sighs> kind of dislike a it, lot. I wish that makes that it actually could move un- so much faster. Unpleasant to play. Like, it's I, the, the movement speed bothered me a lot. Hmm. I wasn't I bothered by the movement speed, but I was, I was bothered by the fact that there are no, like, walls to the areas <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I i was always like that's like another man, deliberate I, choice I, it would be harder yeah to, i'm sure it it's is harder to do what he did than to not but yeah. he was just like if you want to go infinitely far in one direction i am not going to stand in the way of you achieving your dreams yeah uh, is what he said but like uh it's like what what mm, i just feel like there's got to be there's got to be one of those where there is something out there <laughs> no well, Maybe there is. Uh, the, like, if you go off screen, you're like, ah, oh, God damn it. There's like nothing out here. And then you start walking back. You move faster than the camera does. The camera's like taking its time to slowly pan over and you're like off screen. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I, do I wait for the camera to pick up or do I keep moving forward hoping I'll hit a door and warp somewhere? <laughs> like, I think you can always warp back out to the title screen. The title screen is just another room. Sure. Yeah, as is the the options menu, which is actually pretty good. <laughs> the options menu has some funny stuff in it. I I wish like I want to see everything in yeah. it, and uh, it doesn't want me to because it I want doesn't... a map is what I want. Yeah, you but could, it doesn't. I think you could draw a map. You could make a map, you but could, you'd have yeah. to figure out a way to describe. You'd have to figure out a way to describe any one of those screens in a way that you would recognize your own impressions of it. Like I remember yeah. some of them. Yeah, there, there's a, there are a lot of screens. There are a lot of screens, but they they all felt pretty distinct to me. I did not see two areas that I was like confused right. about which one I was in. But right. I also probably only saw like forty percent of the game. I collected three of the postcards. Yeah, same and here. I was like, I I can't. I can't do this. I anymore. got the the <laughs> corporation one, the pinball yeah. one, yeah, and one. Uh, art like the the ominous paintings one. Oh, I didn't get that one. I got the which one's the is the New York one, the corporation one. Uh, I don't remember specifically New York being mentioned, so maybe not. Okay, I d- I didn't. I don't know which ones I got because I didn't get a chance to look at them before getting. One way teleport. What was out. the what was like the theme of the area before you got to that point? I don't remember. They all they all kind Blur of bleed together. together. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like I I feel like this this is like my my observation on I went to sleep no more for the first time. And then when I learned that it, the show was on, I, the way that I learned that the show was on an hour cycle is because I happened to go back in for my second, like I went out to have a drink at the bar and then went back in on the same, at the same point on the hour. And I said, okay, I'm going to make 
totally different decisions in my wandering this time than I did the first time so that I will see different stuff. And then I realized as I saw the exact same show unfolding in front of me that even trying to make different choices (laughs) about like which way to turn after I've gone through a door or whatever, I will make the same ones. Like I'm just always wrong about which way something is, even if I'm like, I all I want to do is go the opposite way that I went last time. I will then be wrong about which way I went last time. Like it's my, my, the incorrectness of my space navigation is relative to my feelings about this space navigation. Space navigation. And so I don't oh, navigation know. Navigation through a space, not navigation while in space. No. Okay. That's because that's just, you can't, if, if I couldn't tell, if I couldn't even reliably tell which way was up. The enemy's <laughs> is always down. <laughs> uh, but I don't know that I would, I don't know that I can like, there is probably some like five way choice that you make early in this game that I am making the same one every single time w- mm. while not realizing that the other options are being presented to me. That is the feeling that I get from it. The feeling is that it, like... I'm kind of always lost. I wonder if that's why you also do not like things like the Revo maze because it's like a maze and if you keep falling into the oh, same yeah. traps that would be really it frustrating. Is, it is super based on either memorizing the path that you've found through it or just physically writing down a map for yourself. Yeah, I, I, I drew a map yeah, for sure. Same. I even put like a little pieces of scotch tape on the edge of mine to like remind me of like where boundaries were. Oh, nice. In certain certain situations. I'm glad that this game exists, right? Like I'm glad yeah. That, that Yeah, I like seeing these sort of like weird zine punk rock tiny kind of games from time to time. Like remember when we played Strawberry Cubes, which was super yeah. weird? I love this. I actually kind of liked thing. that one quite a bit. Yeah, that one gave me a lot more of an impression that there was something worth finding yeah. and that I just wasn't. Hmm. The same. Uh, I got... I, I would rather, when something is as messy as these games are, for there to not be anything that I'm, like, supposed to do. Yeah. Hmm. Because I don't trust... I wouldn't trust if there was, like, a set of achievements in 10 Beautiful Postcards... I would not trust him to make them achievable. Yeah. <laughs> huh. Like, I think, because I think that he's, it would be a trick. It would be, it would be a statement if anything like a goal presented itself in this. Like, fucking Oikospiel. Like, I don't, part of the reason that I won't, engage with Oikospiel is that I don't have any faith that I will have the experience that the de- developers imagined that I would have because I don't have any faith in their ability to execute on anything. So do you feel like fucking it up? your appreciation of this game is m- improved, made possible, whatever you want to say, because you have interacted with the creator? Ye- well, You've like listened to seen a talk, seen that talk, yeah. yeah. Seeing that talk definitely helped a lot because, like, I Magic Wand, I was like, this is fucking like when I thought Magic Wand was a game, I hated it. Right. I bet it would be fine now. I was like, oh, this is just a this is just a big series of kind of Magic Wand proceed- felt like it was it had more game elements than did this. It? Yeah, I didn't think any of the buttons did anything. Like, 
well, even just being sort of a platformer gives it a, like a shape. Mm. Yeah. Maybe I didn't get to the parts that were sort of a platformer or I'm not remembering it correctly because I, looking back on it, it feels exactly like this. Except you had a button that you that would wave your wand but didn't do anything, I don't think. I thought there were places where things happened oh. with the wand. Yeah, as maybe. I recall. But just knowing that this is just meant to be a kind of an experience that washes over yeah, you. Yeah, you just you just soak in. Yeah. Is the problem I guess my problem was that like in West of Loathing, the impetus to go around and touch every object is that you get a joke reward and sometimes those jokes are really funny and here the impetus to go around and like touch everything 90 percent of the time it wasn't all that interesting but right? i don't i mean i, I don't just know that quip but i don't know that more than 10 percent of the jokes in west of loathing are funny to a given person i think the hit rate is just high enough that it feels better right? i mean i think you're probably we don't just leave our typos in and stuff right yeah. like we like we don't write as much. Yeah. But we self edit before we write and then we go back and we don't actually tend to edit. I I do. <laughs> right? Like that's the thing. I go through and I edit. Well, stuff. you edit. You fix typos and stuff, but you yeah. don't tend it, like I'll, I'll fix jokes that aren't working except for the one that you refuse to let me fix. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm I'll I'll go through and make like an editorial pass on it's, stuff. That joke does not need fixing. <laughs> Which okay. joke? It's the it's the message. It's the button when you drink a cup of coffee, where it says you drink the cup of Joe, and you respond, "My name's Ted." If Ted is your character's name, okay. Because you are because you the character are interpreting that sentence as them saying some nonsense and then calling you Joe, which is funny. Yeah, yeah. I, fun. I, I that is like not that. a broken joke. What, what, how, how would you? How would you how would address you, this? Yeah, how he are, wanted me to. That's the thing. He couldn't. There was no way. I wanted to, to just excise it. Yeah, he, like, he, wanted, no. he was like, he wanted me to get rid of it. That's no, good, you're though. wrong. Yeah. You're wrong. So you are the person who gets bug reports, and people will report that people. Sometimes I will make jokes in KOL that really consistently get reported as bugs, as bugs, or yep. or typos. Or like a deliberate misspelling that is for a reason, but it's for a reason that a lot of people don't get. And so they report it as a misspelling. And that, sorry, but that's just tough shit. Like, <laughs> Okay. Riff, and like, you know. Riff and I have a united front on this. I mean, it's. Yeah. A, a, <laughs> you both want to be able to have your dumb jokes in the game. <laughs> and normally I'm with you, but this one just like, it just didn't quite work. And that's It just why doesn't was, work for you. It's. You drink the cup of Joe. It's yes. Yeah, you drink the cup, the cuppa Joe. Like maybe would have worked if it was tea, I guess. But then it wouldn't have it even. It does it. work. It doesn't work. It does work as written. Look at Jim; he's laughing. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a funny joke. Yeah. So anyway, uh, Riff, tell us what our assignment for next year is. <laughs> next year? Oh, I don't know if this game is that long, but. Uh... Let me click this. It's, isn't it called a long, a very a short, long hike? A short hike. Oh yes, very uh, yes. A short, a short hike. hike, which just just came out of itch. I don't know much about it. Except it's on Steam it's, too. Oh, is it on Steam? Oh, it's on Steam. Well, fuck it then. <laughs> I'm going to edit that whole depressing Epic Store thing out. I don't want. I don't want that in our show. Okay. All right. And yeah. this thing where I mentioned it. 
No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> I will edit that awkward silence out. Nah, it's too late. If it was an awkward, awkward silences in the first like four or five minutes of the show, I will edit out. But then I figure once once you're in once there, you listen this you. long, you're like, yeah. fuck them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gentlemen, I've had a fantastic time recording episode number 380 of Video Games Hot Dog with you. We've come all, we've come full circle. Uh, Shouldn't and, that, that, that was, that was episode 360. I, I know. See, the joke is that I'm <laughs> oh, a guy your who's name is wrong Zach. Okay. about, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wish we could procedurally edit the listener's name into a, a joke. That would be pretty funny. I mean, I'm I sure we could you. do that, Tom. I do appreciate you uh, adding the handling for if your character's name was Doug when you were talking to Hot Doug and pitching that he <laughs> yeah. named after you instead of him. That's there's a few. There were a few of those that I like only like a very small number of people ever got to see. It's so great though. It's so good. There's a there's a couple of things that we did that are like an audience of like one or two people yeah. and that's but it. those are like things that would go in the have you tried at the end of a text adventure that's true. you know and it's yeah uh, yep. have you tried playing through the whole game again with a different name just to see this one joke <laughs> you get there pretty early sure and listeners i hope you'll join us <laughs> and if you do uh jim what time is it in swatch internet time it right is now? uh at zero five one Cool. Uh, and if you don't, uh, at zero five two, Kevin, what time is it in Kamchatka? <laughs> Do you have that on your phone? I can look it up. Do you have it listed on, on your clocks? I, I don't, but I can. It's I've got the world time thing. So does I Kamchatka just... still exist? I don't know. The, you can get uh, kombucha. What it's... time is it in kombucha? Whatever time you want it to be. World time, to, time to pour it down the drain and Kamchatka. drink something good. Kamchatsky. I think that's probably what it is. It's uh, 12 14. Cool. Kakabububalaya. <laughs> good night, everybody. Everybody off the bus. Have a great week, everyone. <laughs>